Wings of Faith. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Trapper, and I invite you to join me as we go through powerful life lessons from Shah Habitachim based on the Shiorim of Rav Asher Zelig Rubenstein, Zechert Salik Levracha. Wings of Faith, Episode 72, The Boteach Prevails, Shah Habitachim, Chapter 5. Rav Asher. This essay completes Chovas Halvavos' contrast and comparison between the Boteach and non-Boteach relating to Hishtadlis. Chovas Halvavos, Number 4. If he has extra money one day, he uses it for Avodas Hashem or charity. The Boteach and Hashem understands that Hashem has given him money to support himself and his family and to perform Avodas Hashem with it. Thus, when he has enough to take care of his family, he is happy to fulfill his obligation towards others and to share with them. On the other hand, the non-Boteach sees himself as the owner of his money and will not share it with others unless Hashem forces him to do so via a great loss and transfer against his will. Number five. He chooses an easy job that does not distract him from the service of Hashem. The Boteach's greatest priority is service of Hashem. Therefore, any means of Parnassah which distracts from this ideal is quickly abandoned as a non-viable option. The job he takes allows him to focus on his Torah learning and service of Hashem. The non-Boteach, on the other hand, sees himself as a self-provider and is not concerned with his obligations to Hashem in this world. Thus, if a job will interfere or deter his service of Hashem, this is not of concern to him. Rav Asher. We have elaborated on the Mishnah and Kedushan's obligation to find such a job in Essay 15. Chovos Halvavos. Number 6. He is pleasant towards others and is beloved by them. The Boteach is beloved by all, and they rely on him and trust him, knowing that he is sincere and not one for whom they must guard their wives and money. He is comfortable with them, knowing that his successes or failures come only from Hashem and cannot be affected by anyone else. His life is filled with love and pleasantness, as it says in Tehillim 32.10, The Boteach and Hashem is surrounded with kindness. Rav Asher. The richest Jews in the world were the Reichman brothers who owned Olympia and York until the Canary Wharf investment that caused them to lose most of their money, $20 billion. One of the reasons that many people wanted to do business with them was because of their impeccable honesty and integrity. Their offices were all closed at 3 p.m. on Friday afternoons, as well as for all Jewish holidays, for all employees, no matter what religion. That was the key to their success. As stated in this paragraph, they were reliable and honest people. The key to their downfall, why they lost their money, was articulated in their own words. It deserves repetition for its lesson. See Essay 55. A good friend of mine, Ramosha Ram, was a friend of Ramosha Paul Reichman, 1930 through 2013, and he told me the following. The Reichman brothers would come to Eretz Yisrael once a year and cover the debts of each yeshiva, as long as the administration had a plan in place for preventing further debt. It was amazing to behold how they would give out millions. In 1992, after they lost their money, Rabbi Ram asked Moshe Reichman, How did you lose all your money? You gave so much to tzedakah. Chazal and Tainus 9a say that if you give Meiser, you will be rich. Reichman replied, Do you think we were giving the appropriate Meiser? We weren't giving close to the correct amount that we should have been donating. Unfortunately, some of the partners were waiting for this loss to happen, because we, in fact, did not give Meiser properly. Now Hashem took it all away from us. What a powerful lesson to learn from this story. The truth is that the source of this conversation was already recorded in the Gemara, Ksubus 67a, over a thousand years ago. Nakdim and Ben-Gurion used to take care of the poor people, and yet he lost all of his money. The Gemara asked this exact question, how could he lose it? The answer, that which he was supposed to give, he did not share. Cholos Halvavos. The non-Boteach has no friends because he is full of jealousy and manipulation and sees anything good that happens to others as being taken away from him. He views people as the cause of his suffering and hates them. He is thus despised and disgusting in the eyes of the world. The crooked heart will not achieve satisfaction. Mishlei 17.20. Rebusher. Bitochen creates trust and affection between people. The Boteach is known as sincere and trustworthy because he puts his trust in Hashem and does not try to manipulate others. If someone is going into business, remember that the key to your financial success is Bitochen. You must be a trustworthy person. 
Chobos Habavos. Seven, his priority in life is preparing for Olam Haba. The seventh difference is that a Boteach does not get upset when things go wrong or when he feels he can't do what he wanted to do. He doesn't worry about tomorrow because it is up to Hashem to give him life and sustenance. He fulfills the verse of Mishlei 27.1, Don't celebrate tomorrow's success, for you don't know what today will bring. And the saying of Ben Sira in Sanhedrin 10b, Don't worry about tomorrow, for that day may never come to be seen. And then you have spent your day worrying about a world that was not yours. His only worry is about how he can increase his service of Hashem before his time is up in this world. He strives to, quote, repent one day before your death, end quote, Avos 2.10, which means at every moment, see Shabbos 153a. Rav Asher. I'm still very moved whenever I think about what happened when I traveled to Don Baruch's wedding in Edgeware, London. From there, I went to A.Y. Rosner's wedding in Toronto, Canada. My return trip was scheduled on American Airlines from Toronto to Tel Aviv. I stay away from LaGuardia Airport because I'm a Cohen, and there are often many Mason transported there, which prevents my travel. I therefore try to travel via Newark to enter and leave the United States. My travel agent said to me, Rav Asher, I have no way to get you back to Eretz Yisrael without connecting you in LaGuardia. We both didn't understand why nothing else was available through a partner airline. But Hashem said, don't you know that I'm in charge? So I arrived in New York at LaGuardia, the day of the big internet asifa that was right in that vicinity. I was able to extend my trip by one day. It was very important for me to be there and gave me a big impetus to continue my fight and advocacy against internet misuse. I also met a bacher from Breuer's yeshiva who needed chizuk to come to Eretz Yisrael. And Baruch Hashem, I was able to convince his parents to allow him to come to our yeshiva to learn. Hashem orchestrated my plans to be exactly in line with what I needed, despite my own efforts otherwise. At first, I was upset not to be able to fly out of Newark, which I thought would have been best. Even though I was learning Sharbi Tachlan with my Talmidim and three private chavruses at the time, I needed a kick to give me a reminder that Hashem is running the world and sending me exactly where I need to be. This is what Chobos Avavos refers to when he says that we shouldn't get upset when things go wrong. We must know that Hashem is orchestrating the events in the way that is best for us. My trip was a great success, thanks to the Kaddish Baruch Hu's interventions. Chobos Havos. The non-Boteach is always in mourning over his lost revenue, spends his life amassing wealth that is not his to keep, as if he is not afraid or aware of death. He doesn't focus on what is important for his eternity, which is to learn Torah, prepare provisions, and establish his place in the future world. The longer he believes he will live in this world, the greater his desires grow, and the more he diminishes his true service. When you ask him how long he will neglect taking care of his eternal soul and its needs, he answers, As soon as I have amassed enough money to support myself, my wife, and my children for all generations to come, this day will never come, and his spirituality lays at the wayside. Rav Asher Rav Shalom Shatron tells over a story about a man who told his Rav, I enjoy learning Torah, but I need to stop learning now in order to get a job. The Rav asked him, Why is that? Do you not have money to live on? No, I have money, but want to get married soon. Well, said the Rav, who said you'll find someone to marry? What do you mean? I know that Hashem will provide me a wife, and I need to support our children as well by my work. Who said you'll be blessed with children, asked the Rav. Hashem will bless us, and I need to support them by working. Who said you will live to support them? Rav, are you trying to curse me? You are making me nervous. The all-powerful Hashem will take care of me. So, my son, the Rav explained, My son, don't you think that the same all-powerful Hashem, whom you rely on for life and health and a wife and children, can also provide you with Parnassah when you need it? Point taken. Footnote states, some say this story happened with Rev Elio Lapian. Many people don't understand Shahbi Tachon and try to influence us not to heed this advice. We need to stop worrying about our Gashmias and instead think about what will be with our spiritual health and how we will stand in front of Hashem and answer how we fulfilled our obligations to Him. The Babi Tachon has a good life in this world and the next. He lives and relies on Hashem and earns further reward for his Bitachon and Torah study. The Babi Tachon lives with tranquility and security. Isn't that nice? You could be that person if you make the choice and put in the effort. 
you would be crazy not to want to be that person. Thank you for joining me in that excerpt from Wings of Faith, a full elucidation of Shah Bitochen, spiced with powerful lessons and stories that bring Bitochen to life. Based on Mishurim, a Rabbi Usher Zeli Rubenstein Zatzal. Learn more and purchase at laveeras.com.